Welcome everyone to the very latest Manchester City podlet, the bolt from the blue podlet, just a little one uh, to whet your appetite before uh, the next main one, guys. Uh, so who have we who have we got in the house? Let's see. Uh, do we have Bernard? I'm here. I'm, uh, this is Bernard calling from Altrincham in Cheshire. Yes, Bernard is in the building. Fantastic. Do we have Colin Savage? We do, yes. I'm uh, Colin from Bernard's a posh bastard. I'm uh, <laughs> pure North Manchester. And do we have Ray? Yes, uh, you have uh, the, the judge from Paris. Come in, Paris, I'm here. <laughs> and it's interesting you... You, you, after following our last pod, Mike, that you, you call this podlet a little thing. <laughs> With your little things. Me and my little things, indeed. And we also have uh, Mike, aka Bolt from the Blue, himself here from uh, South Korea. Now, guys, we've got just a few items on the agenda. And uh, the first uh, thing is to talk Mike, about. Mike, 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 have you heard? Harlan's coming. Have you heard? <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, that's the second thing on the agenda. Uh, I think we're going to get into Dundee that, actually. City Extra said it's a done deal. So it's, it's signed and delivered. I'm yours. I know, I know, I know. I've, 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 you know, I've taken a lot of flack uh, about my, um, you know, pouring cold water on that particular thing. Um, but we will get into that. But I think, first of all, uh, we should do, do justice to the uh, Champions uh, League uh, draw. And uh, the way that I'm going to do it is to organise it uh, nice and simply by asking um, each one of our guests to pick out one of the draws and lead us in a little discussion about it. And uh, the first one is Colin Savage. Colin, pick one of the draws, uh, one of the uh, things, and and, and lead us in a little discussion. I'm going to pick um, Manchester City versus Atletico Madrid, of course. Um, We've never played them before. And, and of course, had they um, had United taken their chances on um, whatever night it was, we'd have pl- been playing our friends from Stratford in the uh, over two legs, which would have been a delicious prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know what Atletico are like. I mean, they're having a bit of a funny season, aren't they? That they're trying to be a, play a bit more football. I mean, their their football, Simeone's football, was founded on rock solid defence and and getting a goal and hanging onto the lead. Uh, they try to be play a bit more football this season. It hasn't really worked out for them. Uh, and we saw at United that the, the classic Atletico performance, really. You know, defend for your lives and um, get that goal. And uh, that's, you know, w- w- when you see our wastefulness, as we saw against um, Crystal Palace, thinking about a team like Atletico, it's kind of slightly worrying, isn't it? Because um, Atletico will probably defend even better than Palace did, and we had a number. We did have a number of opportunities against Palace, and we let them go to waste, or we hit the post twice. Against Atletico, we can't afford to do that. Um, so yes, it will be very interesting because I mean, United fans were cock a hoop when they uh, came away from Madrid uh, with uh, a draw. Uh, but but I say Atletico did them in uh, Old Trafford and. Um, I say it was a classic um, Simeone performance, wasn't it? And uh, we play the home leg first, so we 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 really got we've really got a guard against against what they did at Old Trafford. And it it reminds me a bit of that um, Real Madrid semi final we played, where we were two we were 
we were probably more worried about them scoring at the Etihad than we were about scoring ourselves. So I, I, I think, uh, but that was obviously Pellegrini, not not Pep. So, you know, ideally we'd like to take, uh, you know, a couple of goals lead to Madrid. Whether we'll do that or not, or whether we're actually facing a one nil deficit, who knows? But um, but you know we'll we'll have plenty of the ball, which is our normal way of playing. But we're, you know we'll be facing a uh, we'll be facing a very disciplined and organised defence. How do you feel about this one, uh, Bernard? Uh, Atletico are indeed the classic uh, smash and grab merchants. So how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think it's what it's probably. If we had a choice before the draw, we probably would have picked some third, wouldn't we? Behind uh, Villarreal. Benfica, then you'd say who next? You'd probably say Atletico Madrid. I mean, let's face it, this this great pass United, we stuffed United. Uh, obviously, they do play the football that can hurt us. That's the problem. They're ideal, aren't they? They play the sort of football that we've been struggling against. Everyone, everyone knows that. But uh, yeah, uh, the fourth in their league, struggling to get back to. Obviously, they're not going to retain the title, are they? So. Uh, yeah, I think they've improved slightly recently. They've got a couple of good players. I think the goal is one of these goalies as well that can be brilliant one minute and a total clown the next. So I want to get a few shots in and get ready for rebounds. But uh, if we get any men in the box, that'll be great. But uh, yeah, I think I say we could have been worse, couldn't it? I, I, I didn't think I didn't fancy an English team at this stage, and I didn't fancy Bayern Munich. So uh, all in all, there was no cold and hot balls as far as I was concerned. I was quite happy, quite happy with that draw. Well, what do you reckon, and Ray, and uh, who who are the danger men to look out for for Atletico Madrid? To be honest, I mean, I don't know too much about Atletico. I, I haven't watched uh, much of them this season at all. I mean, they got that fellow Joao Felix. He's a boxer tricked. He's had a much better season this year than than last year. Um, but you'd like to think over two legs, if City go out and do it pro- and play properly, no messing about with stupid ideas from Pep. Just go out and play our normal game over two legs. I think we'll do him. Raheem Sterling will get one chance and he'll score. You know, he, he won't mess about. I'm sure that will happen. And Riyad Mahrez will score uh, as well. And we'll walk away comfortably um, the victors. We should do. You know, there's no question about that. We should do. I'm not going to hold any parallels and say, you know, because we stuffed United and um, we'll stuff these guys. But you know, let's let's be honest. If, if, if we can't beat... Atletico Madrid, we might as well be Celtic. So um, <laughs> I, I just think we go out, play our normal game, um, we'll get the chances, and it's up to us. And if we don't, if we can't uh, finish, you know, like the Palace game, we had six. I think looking back at it, six clear-cut chances to score, and we didn't take any. And if you know, if we have a couple against Atletico, and we don't score, and they end up beating us. We, we, we've got no one else to blame but ourselves. So it's up to us to just to be a, a bit more clinical and keep creating chances. And we'll do them. I'm sure we will. OK, let's go back to Colin. Colin, pick another one of the pairings and and uh, let's talk about the next one. Uh, Chelsea-Real Madrid is an interesting one, isn't it? Because they, they will, would be our semi-final opponents. Um, it, should we get through against Atletico Madrid? Um, Carlo Ancelotti, of course, returning to Chelsea. Um, and, and Real Madrid are... I don't know. It's a funny one, isn't it? You know... They're a force to be reckoned with, of course, aren't they? I mean, you're not going to take them lightly. But, of course, um, we had the beating of them last season uh, quite easily over... Uh, was it last season? The season before, I can't remember. Um, so, you know, is Spanish football quite what it was? You know, they may be top dogs in Spain, but is Spanish football, I say, quite what it was? So, 
Chelsea, of course, is all the uncertainty over uh, Abramovich and the finances, but um, the, the the team hasn't changed. They've not had to sell anyone. You know, they've not had to promote lads from the academy to take the places. So it's still Chelsea. Um, I think we, we of all teams know what Chelsea can do in the Champions League. And um, but I think. I don't know. It's a real hard one to call that. I mean, obviously, Real Madrid got away with one in Paris. Well, I mean, that's a bit unkind, but uh, PSG, I think, contributed as much to their own downfall as Real Madrid did to their triumph. So it's a really difficult one to call that. I mean, Chelsea are a solid, reliable. Real Madrid can be a bit mercurial. You know, if the mercurial Real Madrid turns up, they will win it. If they, you know, if but if the if they don't, then I, I suspect the solid, reliable Chelsea will probably um, get through. I, mean, I, I, I don't particularly fear either of them in the semi-final. What do you think about this one, uh, Berners? Obviously, uh, Real Madrid, uh, 13 times previous winners. They've got all of the history on their side. And uh, a slightly rudderless uh, Chelsea. Uh, obviously, uh, Tuchel at least committing himself to the end of the season. Uh, but um, beyond that, nobody knows. So how, how do you feel about this draw? Yeah, I mean, Real are, what, 10 points clear, aren't they? So they're, they're virtually guaranteed winning the Spanish League uh, this season, unless they totally implode. But uh, I, I fancy Chelsea. I fancy Chelsea and set up a great semi-final where we can get revenge. I think Chelsea, at this point in time, I mean, the, the fans and the players and the management are all in the trenches, aren't they, fighting away? So I think they can probably, if not bore Real Madrid to death over two legs, I think I think they can nick it and actually win this because, as uh, Colin was saying there, you never know what Real Madrid is going to turn up. And even, even the greatest Real Madrid at the moment isn't fantastic. And we know that two could can do a job at, at this level in, in Europe and I say we, we shouldn't ever be worried about either of these two but I think it will be tight but I think Chelsea might nick it over the two and that'll be great for us if we get through ours to uh, get revenge on them in the in the semi-final won't it at least that'll give us a chance uh, I tried to think who will play in the final if it ever happens but uh, that, well, that will come soon enough won't it uh, obviously at the moment it would look obviously on the other side we'll look at that in a minute but we know the two big ones over that side of the draw but uh, yeah I fancy Chelsea to get through uh, just from the sure facts as long as they keep this fight up as long as they still stay in the trenches and they don't suddenly start to uh, sort of wane at the moment they're sort of playing on a sort of rush of Let's all stick together, guys, despite all the problems. So if, if they carry that on, I think they'll do OK. Uh, what do you think, uh, Ray? Does this one uh, excite you at all? It's got to excite you. I mean, it's Real Madrid versus Chelsea. You've got to be uh, intrigued about what's going to happen. Uh, I tend to agree with Bernard. I think Chelsea, they've got that capacity to, or they used to have it, to not concede too many goals. Um, they've gone off the, that, that boil a bit this season. Well, I, I think they've got that ability and Havertz is running into a, a decent vein of form at the moment. I, I think they've got enough uh, to to beat Madrid um, and it'll, it'll be good. It'll be a good tough tie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's an interesting one. And uh, as uh, Colin pointed out, uh, the winner of it would be the one that we would face if we win our particular uh, tie. Let's go back to Colin again. Uh, Colin, we've got uh, two more. Uh, take your pick of uh, one of the uh, one of the other ones, and uh, let's talk about that one. Uh, well, the, the David against Goliath tie looks like uh, Villarreal against Bayern Munich, doesn't it? 
um, in, in theory, on paper, there looks to be only one winner there. But um, Unai Emery seems to, um, despite his, his failings at Arsenal, Spanish football suits him very nicely, doesn't it? And um, I, I don't know what it is, whether it's back in his home turf, whether it's Spanish, you know, Spanish players, but um, he, he's done quite a good job there. I mean, then I'm just trying to check where they are in the uh, in the, the Spanish league. So they're just uh, the seventh, um, possibly, probably top four Champions League is out of their reach. But um, often it's the teams that, that aren't at the top with the problem because they're, they're so, so much more focused on the Cups. Um, you, you you think Bayern are going to win that, uh, but um, you never know, do you? You never know. But I think yeah. I think it's in Spain first, isn't it? The first uh, leg. So um, I, I'd imagine Bayern would have, uh, yeah, yeah, Bayern would have enough over two legs to to um, to get through. But uh, VRL are quite a stubborn side, so uh, I think. Uh, but but I mean it was uh, that result in in Turin was a real shock, wasn't it? I mean I, I wasn't really watching the game or following it. And when I saw, I think I think it was uh, they were level. Um, but when I was kind of uh, watched it, and all of a sudden, uh, yeah, because it was the last fifteen minutes, wasn't it, where Villarreal scored three goals despite being level, and uh, yeah, that was a big shock. Um, well, Juve aren't quite what they were, but they know. No mug. So, um, I say with them being away second leg at Bayern, it, it could be very interesting. Yes. But, but yeah, you see Bayern. You, you see Bayern winning it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, Bernard? Uh, Mr. Lewandowski and uh, Bayern having just too much for uh, Villarreal in this game? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't see any way around it. I think, as Colin was saying there, that the, the result of in Juventus for Villarreal was absolutely brilliant. A couple of penalties, of course, but I, I think Juventus went to a little bit of bit, bit of pieces when, obviously, they got the first goal and, obviously, they, they just sort of managed to hit them on the break and, before they knew it, they were 3-0 down and they were out of the competition. But Juve had all great shakes, but you can't, you can't envisage uh, Bayern Munich not sort of winning both, at least winning both these legs in in all fairness. Because let's face it, I think if we I said like before, if uh, Atletico were the third team we probably wanted, probably Villarreal were the team that everyone, you know, what no dis- disrespect to them, but they're the team everyone else wanted. And uh, yeah, I can't see I can't see anything anything less than uh, two comfortable victories for Bayern. Mm-hmm. What do you think, uh, Ray? Any 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 hope for? Uh... For no. Villarreal fans? To be honest, um, I don't want the Villarreal fans to create, uh, sorry, Villarreal to create an upset. I don't want them to. Um, I don't want them to get lucky. I don't want them to be plucky. Um, I want them to go out. Simple as that. I'm, I'm being hard-nosed now because um, you'd expect, obviously, if you if you don't know what the size are, you could have probably figured them out and know who's left in the last, the last match. Uh, I want Bayern to be playing Liverpool. Even though I think Liverpool will do them, I want them to uh, have the hardest possible route through to the final. Um, so no questions uh, about it. I want Bayern to comfortably get through, uh, win the German league before they play the semi-final, so they can focus purely on that semi-final. Okay, um, let's go back over to Colin again. Colin, there is another tie. Uh, who's that one? In, who does that one involve? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Benfica versus Liverpool. Uh, I think Liverpool will be quite happy with that draw. Um, they're home in the second leg. Fixtures, isn't it? 
fix. They always get the easy draws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, Liverpool. Let's be honest; they're, they're really on a high at the moment, aren't they? They're they're um, causing it. Well, I think we're causing ourselves some problems. But uh, you know, they're on our tail again. And, and um, interestingly, it's a very similar situation to um, 2019, I think, where there's one or 29 point. Uh, 29 games is one point between the two teams. Uh, Liverpool have the better. I think we have the better goal difference in in 2019. But um, yeah, so um, it, you, you 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 know as much as you hope, you can't see. You simply cannot see beyond a Liverpool win uh, in both legs, let alone over two legs. Mm-hmm. Come on, Bernard, give us a bit a little a little bit of hope for um for their opponents. Um, well, well, yeah, I mean, I'd say Benfica. I mean, obviously people fancied Ajax, didn't they? But obviously they uh, put them out in the last round, of course, with, with a good away victory because most people were sort of just as an outside chance uh, was going for the Dutch team, weren't they? So, but yeah, I mean, like Benfica third in the table at the moment. They're behind teams like Sporting. We, we know Sporting are okay. We've had obviously we played against them, but uh, Liverpool could probably. Put you know rest two or three key players for this one. That that's the thing. I know they have to travel to Portugal, but uh, they could easily rest two or two or three players over in Benfica and take a chance uh, just before we play them. Of course, in the league match, that's that's at least we're at home, so we don't have to travel. But Liverpool do have to travel, but it might not be the most high pressure game that they're going to play. High tempo game, so. Yeah, I think Liverpool will be well happy with that. And, uh, you know, Benfica could spring a surprise, but I very much doubt it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ray? No chance of a banana skin? No. Not at all. And it's great for Liverpool, actually. If if I'm just trying to find out when they play, um, it, it, I think it's a great uh, tie for them. The easiest one, I think. Benfica, you know, they're not rubbish, but I don't think they're going to pose any problem for Liverpool. And as I said, it's great because Liverpool play Benfica. In Portugal, five days before you play Man City. So, besides having obviously plenty of rest, they could have put that tie to bed. And if they put the tie to bed, obviously they return legs a week uh, after the first leg. They return legs three days away, so they don't have to worry about you know um, playing uh, all the best players in all three games. You know, teams do worry a little bit. I think we had it in the FA Cup last season where I think we just scraped said. Was it Dortmund? I can't remember now. The Champions League game before, and we just couldn't take the risk. We couldn't take the risk of playing a strong team in the FA Cup semi-final. We we ended our strongest team as we should have done. We ended up getting beat, but we were worried about Dortmund. So I think that's and if Liverpool could have handpicked it, I mean, did a handpicked it with Benfica. It's just a it's a beautiful draw for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to the second uh, uh, item on our agenda. Let's go over to Colin Savage again. Colin, a lot of talk about Mr. Haaland uh, coming to uh, Manchester City. Now, um, as BFTB fans will know, I got into a little bit of a spat with a certain <laughs> Mr. Esteemed uh, company by uh, by re- responding to one of his comments saying that his, his point basically was that when you get this preponderance of sources... Um, uh, basically agreeing that something is going to happen, then it is going to happen. And I just happened to to point uh, uh, the young gentleman in the direction of certain other situations. For example, Alexis Sanchez, Danny Alves, and a whole host of others, Jorginho being uh, another one. But um, um, 
I was roundly, roundly shouted down about uh, about that one for my my pessimism. Um, what do you think, Colin? Well, uh, Stephen McInerney is a lovely lad, but um, he's um, you know you, you, he's wrong to be completely optimistic that this is a done deal. Well, it might be. Who knows? But uh, you, you name some names there: Jorginho and uh, Alexis Sanchez and uh, one or two others. I'm going to. I've told these stories before, I'm sure, but. I'm going to name three players. Um, one is Robin van Persie, who everything. <coughs> excuse me. Literally, we had it was a, it was a done deal. Uh, but the, the, the downside was we had to sell one of well Balotelli or Jacko for for the deal to happen. And Mancini refused to sell Balotelli, uh, despite the fact I believe we had an offer on the table. Now, we're, obviously, we're not in that situ- that particular situation, but I, I just use it to um, make the point that. You can have everything tied up, but something can always go wrong. And I'll go even further. Uh, you know, the deal isn't done till the ink is dry on the contract. And you can be, you can have everyone sat round the table with the contract there, with all the terms agreed, uh, with the player happy, with the agent happy, with with the, the you know the buying club happy, the selling club happy, and it still doesn't come off uh, because of a last minute hitch. And that is happened with uh, Aiden Hazard and um isco and uh, you know i i've had reports from you know inside both those transfers that everything was ready to go literally everything was ready to go and then there was a last minute demand for money and from from another party and uh the, you know you would hope the deal would still go ahead but it didn't so so you know and agents use all sorts of tricks to get their clients a better deal so again, I've told the story of Wayne Rooney in 2010, who in th- theoretically put in a transfer request. I don't believe that transfer request ever existed on paper. But as soon as he got an offer on the table from Chelsea, um, that that was used to, to to basically hoodwink the Glazers into completely uh, changing the wage structure at uh, United. So uh, you, you've got to be very, very careful in these things. And, and I've learned over the years... <coughs> Uh, you know, with some of the little bits of inside knowledge I've had from various people that, uh, you know, nothing is ever certain until the player arrives. Even now, this talk about he wants a clause in his contract, release clause, so he can go to Madrid at some point. Well, I, you know, uh, be, uh, and the simple fact of the matter is, Chiqui Bagheristan, Ferran Soriano, they don't ring round all the journalists when they've got, a, you know, a bit of news for them. Uh, City, we play things close to our chest these days. And uh, yeah, uh, there may be reports coming out of Dortmund and uh, from various sources, but it's amazing how one supposedly authoritative source, uh, you know, the, the Fabrizio Romano type um, accounts, uh, and everyone will jump on the bandwagon. Uh, and it becomes, it snowballs and it becomes a fact, uh, fact in inverted commas, because everyone's saying it. So yeah, I'd love it to be, um, but I, I'm not going to believe it till I see him. The, you know, the ink's dry on the contract and he's there in a city shirt. Mm-hmm. Bernard City Extra says that uh, this is going to happen. Uh, you know, what could possibly go wrong with, uh, with that? <laughs> well, I think all these same guys you're commenting probably said uh, we had um, uh, Ronaldo coming to us at one stage. Didn't I think all these, these guys said similar things at, at that stage. It was all a done deal, wasn't it? And obviously, all of a sudden, he, obviously the plane turned around, plane coming to Manchester, but his taxi took him to Old Trafford, obviously, rather, rather than us. But you know me and Ireland, I just think it's utter, utter rubbish. And like Colin was saying there, they're putting all these 
caveats in now. All these things, oh, he's got, you know, he's going to have a, a clause in it that he'll only stay a maximum of three years and he'll go somewhere else and all this. So it's just utter dross, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I'm more interested, Mike. I've not seen this um, little spat. Well, not spat. I assume it was a, a discussion uh, with the steam company. But I just would hopefully like to think you're left in, in good, you know, in uh, good company with him and you're sort of still mates and stuff like this. You've not blocked each other. So I was more interested in that little story, actually, how that ended up. But, uh, yeah, for me, you know me, mate, I, I think it's all garbage. It's just, it's just again, something that if it doesn't come off, they'll say, oh, well, he snubbed City and this is this is all it is. It's just to get, get at City again. And as like Colin said, it'd be wonderful. Of course it would. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I just ignore all the rubbish on there until we see something from someone who actually counts. Mm-hmm. No, don't, uh, don't worry, guys. Me and uh, Stephen are still the mates. It finished uh, very, uh, very nicely. Um, we moved on to Scholar's a different Scholar. subject. <laughs> but uh, let's let, let's talk. Let's uh, talk to Ray ask, because Steve, we... why don't you ask me? Why don't you ask me? Um, well, was it last summer that we were getting? We were getting the club thought we were getting Lionel Messi. <laughs> and the year before, we were getting uh, a certain defender from Napoli, well, whose name has slipped my mind. Anybody? Uh, yeah, he's, Sorry? Yeah. Koulibaly. Koulibaly. Yeah. Everybody said, so many sources, everybody said he's coming. He never came. I think the club the club wanted him, but the price, they couldn't agree the price. And I, I, even Omar Barada come out afterwards and basically joked and you know laughed it off and said, you know, all these people think they know but they have no idea. You know, we were never interested, but they were interested in him. Well, I even saw some media where they forgot to take his name off it. So they were well interested, but they just couldn't sort the price out. I think that that was um, the, the issue. But so, so many of these things, there's so much information out there and it doesn't happen. And here's how it, how they start. I saw um, a tweet. It was on the 18th, which was today, this morning, 10, uh, 10.56. From Madrid zone. Okay, you might have seen this. Chelsea have asked UEFA if they can play the game against Real Madrid on the same date as Man City versus Atletico Madrid. This is because they want to travel with Manchester City to Madrid in the same plane. Okay. <laughs> um, not too long after, City Chief breaking. Chelsea have asked UEFA if they can play their Champions League tie versus Real Madrid on the same day as Man City versus Atletico Madrid. This is because they want to travel with Man City to Madrid in the same plane. They quote the same um, Mario Corten Garner as the source. And very quickly, Madrid's on comeback. I was trolling, bro. Okay, so these aggregator sites, they just put out whatever's out there because they say, hey, we're an aggregator site. That's what we do. So, you know, if if it's if, if someone's putting out a turd, then they're going to put out the same turd, basically. And so someone puts out rubbish, someone else copies it, and then ev- all the everybody copies. So the, if one newspaper puts out a story about something, everybody copies. They might mention the, that other newspaper, but they put the story out as it's pretty much theirs, and then they'll put a little mention of the other newspaper where, where they got the story from. So one person, one journalist has to make up a story and everyone else will jump on board. And that's how it goes. And I, I said the other day, when I, when I, and when I came out and categor- categorically said, Haaland is coming to Man City, you can take it from me. But if he doesn't come, then it was me and Areola's fault for asking for too much money. And look how easy it is to just make something up. No one's going to come out and say, you're wrong. You're wrong, Mr. Bubbles. 
you and your little City fan TV, you're totally wrong uh, about this. No one's going to come out and say that uh, with, any, uh, with any authority, like from Man City, Dortmund or Haaland or Real or whatever. Anybody can say what they like. And at the end of the day, what is it all about? Money. It's about clicks. These stories uh, engage with a certain type of fan and bringing clicks and bringing money. When I, when the messy news came out, I put some videos out. They were my best videos from the summer the, when uh, you know, the news that City wanted Messi, you know, and that happened for a few days. You know, I think one day I put three, three or four. Or videos I mean, because we're doing live streams, getting people to talk, uh, you know, from I got a guy from a, a big Madrid channel with about 200,000 followers. I got him to have, have a chat with him. I've been doing stuff and, and just people just, you know, just what they just were desperate for any knowledge, any information about this. And I had streams with about 200 people watching it, which is for a little channel, it, it's crazy. Um, but they, you know, I, obviously, I didn't know almost everyone. It, it was a crazy situation. I had comments coming thick and fast. You couldn't keep up. And it's just people have that desperate desire for information. And actually, they don't care too much about the source. So, you know, I, I believe nothing. Um, you know, I, I've said from my own working things out about, I've done uh, videos about this, who can afford him? Who can really afford him? Where does he really want to go? You know, United can afford him, but come on, you know, he's not as stupid as Sancho, is he? He's not going to go to United. So you look at who can afford him. Where can he go? There are not many clubs left when you whittle it down that have got the money and that he would want to go for sporting reasons. Um, you know, and there's probably two or three clubs with Chelsea in turmoil. I think they're out. Barry Munich, I'm not so sure he'd do that. You're looking at City, Real Madrid and possibly Barcelona if he stays at Dortmund an extra year to give Real Madrid and Barcelona time to sort themselves out. But then if Real Madrid are going to get Kylian Mbappe, they've already got Benzema who's doing, uh, you know, he's pulling up trees this season. Where's Harley going to fit? Are you going to have three strikers? It's going to be awkward. Um, so I'm not sure they can afford him and he'd fit in right now. Maybe in a year's time when he's, I think his contract runs out, maybe that's a better time for Madrid to get him or Barcelona if they can sort the finances out. So I, at least I try and do have some idea behind what I'm saying rather than just say it because if, if you think there's only two clubs left in it you guys you can say whatever you want and a, and a monkey will be right half the time so you know <laughs> and most of these guys you know they're no better than monkeys <laughs> yes uh, guys it's a very interesting uh, story and of course the latest to to weigh in, weigh in on it was uh, senior Guillaume Balague he was the one who suggested that uh, uh, that uh, Mr. Holland would be using City as a stepping stone uh, to get to Spain in a few years. And that, that was kind of like the latest development on that story. But uh, no doubt we'll learn something uh, something yeah. more in, in the next uh, half an hour and uh, so on and so forth for the, for the next uh, few days or so. Well, guys, that's pretty new about. Uh, there's we're, we're 35 minutes deep, as I said before. Not, not a major pod, because we'll be back with you after after uh, the next one. Uh, Colin Savage, what is the next one? What is City's next uh, priority? Well, it's uh, Southampton in the FA Cup on Sunday. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, despite all the doom and gloom, we're still in, well, in three competitions. So um, we'll see what happens then. I mean, obviously a tough one. Uh, but again, the game, the league game at Southampton was winnable. Um, you know, we had chances to win it. But um, 
hopefully we can uh, complete the job properly. Mm-hmm. Bernard, will you be at this one? I am, yes. I'm I'm going down on, I think, leaving about 7am in the morning for this one. So it's uh, it's the getting back I'm worried about. I'm, ho- I'm hoping we'll finish them off in 90 minutes. I can't I can't be I can't be really worrying about ex- extra time and, and penalties because I, I, I'm up at two the following morning. So I don't I don't want to be uh, risking getting back too late to, to get into my wonderful job. You know, I might get a sack or something like that. Who, who knows? But uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a. But as as Colin was said there, we should have beat him. We should have beat him in the league. There's absolutely no doubt about that. We let them get an early goal, and it was an uphill struggle. So we just can't let them get an early goal. Uh, and let's let's put a couple in by half time and and have a controlled, comfortable second half. That that'll do for me. How about you, Ray? What will it be? A pack of the cheese and onion crisps and uh, a live stream uh, for you over there? In, no, my, uh, my my day's done now. My day's done after after this. It's there's some interesting stuff going around at the moment. Uh, uh, you know, but Gary Neville's really, really unhappy. So obviously that makes us quite <laughs> chuckle away. He's unhappy with his, uh, with the owners and, and stuff like that. But um, um, no, I, I just wait for that Southampton. There is something I want to say about the Southampton game. There are some City fans who are advocating or hoping that City lose against Southampton. Um, Why? So, so that if City get through uh, against Atletico, they don't have too much of a tough running with the semi-final, which I guess is going to be sandwiched between two. Uh, the semi FA Cup semi-final will be sandwiched between the potentially the Champions League semi-final, and mm. uh, they're yeah. worried that you know we'd have too many games. So they said best sacking this off now, and I, I can't believe that. You know we've got a we've got a, a break now after after this game. We've got the international break. I want to go in. I want to win this um, FA Cup semi uh, quarter final. Think about the semi final like we did last year. And if you need to put out a weakened team, think about it when you get there. Because the last thing you want to do is chuck this FA Cup semi uh, uh, quarter final and say, "Oh, let, let's let's sack it off. Let's get knocked out." Then get knocked out of the Champions League. Uh, Liverpool beat you in the league, and uh, you you end up with nothing this season. So you know. Don't count your chickens, but and don't don't give up on anything. You know, for, as far as Liverpool con- are concerned, um, you know they won the League Cup in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup against Middlesbrough. So you know you expect them to win that against Benfica in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They're one point behind us in the league. Uh, they got to come to our place. They're in form. They're you know they've won was it nine league games on the bounce. The quad is on. You know that's the worst thing that can happen in football is is Liverpool winning the quad. But it's definitely on. They're in uh, the best position that I think al- almost the best position that any than anybody's been to win the quad, even better than than City to win that quad. So you know, don't take anything for granted. You might end up ru- ruining the fact that you you chuck the FA Cup. So no, I want to go out there against Southampton, aim to win the game, worry about the semi final when it comes along. And yes, if you if you're playing Chelsea and it's a tight first leg in the in the uh, Champions League semi-final, maybe you put out a weekend team in the FA Cup semi-final just to preserve your players. But don't chuck competitions away. You know, we've had so many years of not having a chance of winning stuff. Um, you don't, you just can't see us throwing that away. Mm-hmm. Colin Savage, thank you very much for joining us on this particular pod. It's a pleasure. And you too, Bernard. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, always a pleasure, never a pain, mate. Thank you. And to you, Ray, as well. Thank you very much for your insight. Oh, uh, such kind words, Mike. Such kind words. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for a wonderful pod. 
<laughs> Thank you very much, guys. We'll be back with you shortly after the next one. But until then, that's your little uh, appetizer that you got from us tonight. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll finish off in the normal way by saying, "Have one on us and up the blues." Up the blues.